Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast of Lifeliner, The Judy Taylor Story. I am the author, Shireen Chichiboy. Chapter 12, Easter Tidings. Judy fishes the Gideon Bible out of her nightstand drawer. She holds it tightly in her two hands, eyes closed. Through her closed lids, she can feel the light of the sun shining through the uncurtained window. It is an unseasonably warm day. She opens her lids and looks at the title. She opens the cover, touches her name, which she'd inscribed there, and turns to the Gospel of John. It's Good Friday, the day when God's painful plan for her Lord had unfolded. Jesus had pleaded with his father to take the cup away, yet he submitted to God's plan willingly. Even as he hung on the cross, his weight slowly suffocating him to death, he thought of his mother, not his torment, and entrusted her to John's care. Judy finds comfort in that familiar story as she wonders about God's plan for her. She cannot see it yet. She turns the thin pages to find her favorite passage. Romans 8, 31-39 promises her that nothing will separate her from God's love. Not her scarred body, not her pain, not her ill health, nothing. Just like God never forsook Jesus, he will never forsake her. She thinks again of that long-ago Friday. Although God's plan was for Jesus to die, he still mourned his death, darkening the skies, rumbling the earth, and rending the curtain in the temple. She feels death hovering near her. She prays again for God to take the cup away and to restore her life, for death not to be his will for her. She shuts the Bible and puts it back in the drawer. On Easter Sunday, she rejoices in the chapel at Jesus' resurrection and prays for her own miracle. She holds that prayer in her mind as she wheels her pole back to her room, anticipating the girl's weekly visit. Her children arrive after church with Cliff and Aunt Connie. Her mother joins her later, and for a little while, she forgets about death and enjoys her family. But Jeege has not forgotten. Even when he is not with his patients, he thinks about them. And over that weekend, he silently ticks off in his mind the risk factors for death that Judy has slowly but surely overcome. Sepsis, jaundice, open belly, fistulae, and wide open bowels. He suddenly realizes that she has beaten her infection and that his alimentation has restored to her a normal metabolism. She is likely to survive without too much difficulty. It is time to break this good news to Judy and Cliff. Easter Monday, April 12th, promises to be a warm, wet day, but Jeej Harley notices the drizzle as he strides along his usual route to TGH. He's thinking about the sweet news he's about to deliver. After depositing his doctor's bag and hanging up his coat in his office, he collects his entourage for morning rounds and visits Judy first, walking in smiling broadly. He says, I have been telling you that you're getting better. Well, I think now you will live. Your infection is under control. We are maintaining your metabolism. You're healing nicely, and you're looking good. I believe I can maintain you on central venous catheters and the alimentation, so you're going to live. Judy's jaw drops. She snaps it shut and grins broadly. She is speechless for a moment. That night, she tells Cliff the good news. He's so relieved. His eyes fill up. No hope, no hope for so long. Now today, Easter Monday, there is hope. 
Cheech pops in on his way home so that he can speak to Cliff too. This is a moment to be savored. Cliff asks him about taking Judy home. They are wondering which will be better, taking her home to Scarborough or to their cottage in Bob Cajun. I think you need to prepare for the fact that you will be sitting around the house. You might be able to do a little bit of dusting, that sort of thing, but Judy breaks in. Don't you think it would be more restful up in Bob Cajun? Well, possibly, yes. If you're on a lake, that would be nice. You'll need a quiet life where you won't be disturbed too much, he answers. Cliff isn't sure about going 100 miles north of the city with three children and a wife who's on a contraption he still doesn't understand and has never seen before in his life. Only Jeej knows what this contraption is all about, and he'll be here, not up there. But Judy loves the cottage, and Jeej is saying she needs quiet, and Cliff is just happy that he's getting her back. Cliff agrees. Immediately, he starts thinking about winterizing the place and unpacking those rugs and paneling that he and Judy had picked out before she'd gotten sick. In the next couple of months, he takes Cindy up with him on weekends to the cottage. He lays the underfloor and carpets, puts the ceiling up, and finishes the walls and panels and while Cindy assists. During the week, his neighbors continue the renovations, and every Monday night, he tells an eager Judy of their progress. They cannot wait for her to get home. Home now being her favorite place, their cottage. While winterizing the cottage, he thinks about finding a job. He'd been going out of his mind all this time with not knowing if Judy would live, and so he had taken a night course in oil burners. The evening of class was the only night during the week that he'd ever missed visiting Judy. The other nights he'd brought his books with him to read when she was too tired to do much but say hello and sorry and fall asleep, only to wake up in time to say goodbye. That course will now stand him in good stead. He makes preparations to quit his sales job at Dominion Smallwares and to find a job as an oil burner repairman up north. It will be a big cut in pay, but to have Judy back by his side is worth it. He will do anything for her. The funeral arrangements his dad made on his behalf are a distant nightmare. You have been listening to Lifeliner, the Judy Taylor story, a biography on a Canadian medical pioneer who made artificial feeding possible, podcast by the author Shireen Gigiboy, one chapter at a time. Music used for this podcast is I Like It Like That by Steph Sachs and The King Is Back by Echoed, licensed under Creative Commons. They can be found at dig.ccmixter.org under Instrumental Music for Film and Video. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. For more information or to leave a comment, please check out the website at ggboy.ca or the Twitter feed at Shireen J. So until next time, thank you for listening to Lifeliner. I'm Shereen Gigi Boy.